is Thunderhead Pictures Podcast on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, and everywhere else that you get your podcasts at. Thank you for listening. Hello today. This is Storytime by Joseph on Joe Dog. We're going to read The Wonderful Wizard of Oz on the Bridge by L. Frank Baum. It's going to be chapter six, of course. Sorry, there's no news today. So let's get into the book. Chapter six The Cowardly Lion. All this time, Dorothy and her companions had been walking through the thick woods. The road was still paved with yellow bricks, but these were much covered by dry branches and dead leaves. From the trees and the walk, King was not at all good or pleasant. There were few birds in this part of the forest, for birds love open country where there is plenty of sunshine. Now and then there came a deep growl from the on some wild animal hidden among the trees. <laughs> These sounds made the little girl's heart beat fast, for she did not know what made them. But Toto knew, and he walked close to Dorothy's side and did not even bark in return. How long will it be? the child asked of the tin woodmen. Before we are out of this terrible forest. I cannot tell, was the answer for, I have never been to the Emerald City, but my father went there once when I was a boy, and he said it was a long journey through dangerous country, although near nearer to the city where Oz dwells, the country is beautiful, but I am not afraid so long as I have my oil can and nothing can hurt the scarecrow while you bear upon your forehead the mark of the good witch's kiss, and that will protect you from harm. But Toto, said the girl anxiously, what will protect him? We must protect him, our ourselves if he is in danger replied the tin woodman just as he spoke there came from the forest a terrible and the next moment a great lion bounded into the road with one blow of his paw he sent the scarecrow spinning over and over to the edge of the road and then he struck at the tin woodman with his sharp claws, but 
to the lion's surprise, he could make no impression on the tin, although the woodmen fell over in the road and lay still. Little Toto, now that he had an enemy to face, ran barking toward the lion. The great beast had opened his mouth to bite the dog when Dorothy, fearing Toto, would be killed and heedless of dangers, uh, danger, rushed forward and slapped the lion upon his nose as hard as she could while she cried out, Don't you dare to bite Toto! You ought to be ashamed of yourself! A big beast like you to bite a poor little dog. I I didn't bite him, said the lion as he rubbed his nose with his paw where Dorothy had hit him. No, but you... But, no, but you tried to, she retorted. You are nothing but a big coward. I know it, said the lion hanging his head in shame. I've always known it, but how can I help it? I don't know. I'm sure you want to think of your striking a stuffed man like a poor scarecrow. I don't know. I'm sure to think of your striking a Stuffed man like the poor scarecrow. Is he stuffed? Asked the lion in surprise as he watched her pick up the scarecrow and set him upon his feet while he uh, she patted him into shape again. Of course he's stuffed, replied Dorothy, who was still angry. The... That's why he went over so easily, remarked the lion. It, it astonished me to see him whirl around so. Is the other stuff also? No, said Dorothy. He's made of tin. And... She helped the woodman up. That's why he nearly blunted my claws, said the lion. When they scratched against the tent, it made a cold shiver run down my back. What is that little animal you are so tender of? He is my dog, Toto, answered Dorothy. Is he made of tin or stuff? asked the lion. Neither. He's a, a, a meat dog, said the girl. Oh, he's a curious animal and seems remarkably small. Now that I look at him, no one would think of biting such a little thing except a coward like me. Continued the lion sadly. What makes you a coward? Asked Dorothy. Looking at the great beast in wonder. 
for he was as big as a small horse. It's a mis it's a mystery, replied the lion. I suppose I was born that way. All the other animals in the forest naturally expect me to be brave, for the lion is everywhere thought to be the king of the beasts. I learned that if I roared very loudly, every living thing was frightened and got out of my way. Whenever I met a man, I have been awful scared, but I just roared at him, and he would, has always run away as fast as he could go. If the elephants and the tigers and bears had ever tried to fight me, I should have run myself. I'm such a coward, but just as soon as they hear me roar, they all tried to get away from me, and of course, I let them go. Well, that isn't right. The king of beasts shouldn't, shouldn't be a coward, said the scarecrow. I, I know it, returned the lion, wiping a tear from his eyes with the tip of his tail. It is my great sorrow and makes my life very unhappy. But whenever there is danger, my heart begins to beat fast. Perhaps you'll have heart. Perhaps you have heart disease," said the Tin Woodman. "It may be," said the Lion. "If you have," continued the Wood uh, Tin Woodman. You ought to be glad for it proves you have a heart. For my part, I have no heart, so I cannot have heart disease. Perhaps, said the lion thoughtfully, if I had no heart, I should not be a coward. Have you, have, uh, have you brains? asked the scarecrow. I suppose I've never looked to see, replied the lion. I am going to great Oz to ask him to give me some, remarked remark the scarecrow, for my head is stuffed with straw. And I am going to and I am going to ask him to give me a heart, said the woodman. And I am going to ask him to send Toto and me back to Kansas, as um, added Dorothy. Do you think Oz could give me courage? asked the cowardly lion. Just as uh, easily as he could give me brains, said the scarecrow. Or give me a heart, said the tin woman. Or send me back to Kansas, said Dorothy. Then, if you don't mind, 
I'll go with you, said the lion. For my life is simply unbearable without a bit of courage. You will be very welcome, answered Dorothy. For you will help to keep away the other wild beasts. It seems to me they must be more cowardly than you are if they allow you to scare them so easily. They really are said the lion, but that doesn't make me any braver. And as long as I know myself to be a coward, I should never be happy. So once more, the little company set off upon the journey, the lion walking with steadily strides at Dorothy's side. Toto did not approve this new comrade at first, for he could not forget how nearly he had been crushed between the lion's great jaws, but after a time he became more at ease and presently total and the cowardly lion had grown to be good friends. During the rest of the, that day, there was no other adventure to mar the peace of their journey. Once, indeed, the ten woodmen stepped upon a beetle that was crawling along the road and killed the poor little thing. This made the tin woodman very unhappy, for he was always careful not to hurt any living creature, and as he walked along, he wept several tears of sorrow and regret. These tears ran slowly down his face and over the hinges of his jaw, and there they rusted. When Dorothy presently asked him a question, the tin woodman could not open his mouth, for his jaws were tightly rusted together. He became greatly frightened, frightening, frightened at this and made many motions to Dorothy to relieve him, but she could not understand. The lion, the lion was also puzzled to know what was wrong, but the scarecrow seized the oil can from Dorothy's basket and oiled the woodsman. Uh, the woodman's jaws, so that after a few moments he could talk as well as before. This will serve me a lesson, said he, to look where I step for. If I shouldn't kill another bug or beetle, I should surely cry again, and crying rests my jaws so that I cannot speak. Therefore he walked very carefully with his eyes on the road, and when he saw a tiny ant toiling by, he would step over it so as not to harm it. The ten woodman knew very well he had no heart, and therefore he took great care never to be cruel or unkind to anything. You people with hearts, he said, have Something to guide you and need never do wrong, but I have no heart, and so I must be very careful. When Oz gives me a heart, of course, I needed mine so much. That's the end of chapter six. The next chapter is seven, The Journey to the Great Oz. Come back next week to hear the next chapter. This is 
you can list it at um, Android users. You can um, join or listen it to, to it on Spotify and Google Podcasts. You Kindle users out there, you can listen to it on Audible Podcasts. Apple users, you can listen and subscribe to it on Apple Podcasts. All you rest of them, there's men. Anchor.fm is a, is a podcast um, recording thing. I will make you to have a nice day. This is Thunderhead Pictures by Joe Dog. You've been caught in the storm. This was recorded on Saturday, August 20th of 2022. Enjoy the rest of the day. Sorry about going, but this is the end of From the Head Pictures Podcast. You've been caught in the storm. Come back next week to enjoy the next episode. You can support this episode Right in the support link in the description of this episode or the description of the show itself. Support might end if we want to play music. So stay tuned to the episodes to know when that is. Okay, we are going off the air. You've been caught in the storm again. Ha <laughs> ha!